See, I can't do the squeaky. Just don't move in your chair. I know, seriously. <laughs> Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast, this is Rob. This is Freddy. So, as promised, we're back here on Friday to discuss Season 2 of Daredevil. We th- thus far, we've watched the first six episodes of the 13-episode season. So we're going to get a little more in-depth on that, as well as Freddy's finally caught up with 10 Cloverfield Lane, so we'll get his his thoughts on that. So, uh, I guess just starting things off, let's start. Let's get into 10 Cloverfield Lane, since uh, it's yeah. the freshest in your mind. Yes. And before we get lost in Hell's Kitchen... Yes. So, uh, what did you think of the film? I said last time, kind of my thoughts on it, but I thought it was pretty much as strong as, if not somewhat stronger than the first one, and uh, sort of like, you know, to temper your expectations as far as monsters and all that was concerned. So, what was your what was your thoughts? Um, I thought that it was a lot better than the first one. Yeah, you had issues with the found footage thing specifically, I remember. Yeah, um, yeah just a shaky camera. But also, I felt um, the the story was uh, more solid, mm-hmm. and um, the actors were really good in in this movie, all of them, <laughs> and all, uh, all like three basically all three. who have major roles. All three of the spoilers actors. for Ten Cloverfield Lane. Just FYI for people listening to this, because we'll probably get into that. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it it was like its own movie, pretty much. The only thing that had any resemblance to the first one was that there's aliens and that it's on Cloverfield. Yeah. You know, well, in the Cloverfield mentioned the first one, they never even explicitly, explicitly, it's a hard word. They never explicitly say that that is aliens. I feel like this is, this movie kind of been like, yep, they're from space. And there's a, there's like, there's an Easter egg at the end of the first one where, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if you remember the first one, but it's cutting between like the video of them running through the city and crazy shit happening and, like, the central two characters, like, the central couple, sort of on a anniversary trip or whatever, when they were happy together. And mm-hmm. there's one part where you see, like, in the background, where they're just, like, smiling at the camera, like, a satellite falling. And I guess that was supposed to be, like, the beginning of that awoke the Cloverfield monster. And then the connection there that people are reading into it is the fact that John Goodman's character worked for a company that dealt with satellites and that kind of thing. So now they're kind of speculating, well, how, what was his role in that? Or was that the company that he worked for? And that kind of thing. But the most is of that the, how he got the tip off? On yeah, the, yeah, yeah. In the first place, most of the connections are sort of speculative and tangential, and that they're like, well, maybe this, maybe this, but they don't ever say like, this happened right before the other movie or right after, or they don't even reference the events in New York that happened in the first. Yeah, movie. I feel I feel like um, the highway is uh-huh. probably Cloverfield. Like it's it's called Cloverfield Highway, or the Cloverfield something. Expressway, or something. Yeah. I, th- I think that's I think that's what because it's the address is ten Cloverfield Lane right, and it would just make sense that it would that would be the address off of the highway because that's what she goes on at the end of the at the end of the movie yeah yeah and um, also I read that uh, they're I think it was the Bad Robot or whatever JJ Production Company their like offices are right near a highway that's called like Cloverfield. Oh really? As well, like there's like a Cloverfield something near their office. Interesting. Okay. So I've yeah. So and I think I think that might have some uh, semblance. That would also give them like if, if they're gonna do what I think they're gonna do and what this movie indicates that they're gonna do, which is series of standalone films made by first time directors, sort of 
sort of set in the same world, but not really having anything to do with each other. If the Cloverfield name sort of uh, covers such a wide range of destinations or such a such a wide descriptive term, <clears throat> that opens them up to do to name to make like infinite films that are sort of split off of based on. Well, know, I think they the call it the is. Cloverfield tapes or. Because that that might be where they attacked first, right? So so that might be like, oh, they're they're attacking. These are the Cloverfield tapes because they showed up near Cloverfield, mm-hmm. and then everything happened there. Right. And then you know they might have spread onward and everything because they they mentioned like, oh, go to Baton Rouge, if because we need fighters and medical people. And so yeah, of course they spread, but right. I think it started there. So maybe that's why. It's called Cloverfield. I don't, how, I don't know. How, so how did you feel? I mean, I sort of tipped you off to the fact that don't don't go in being like monsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you feel about the fact that basically the whole movie was the three of them in the room and sort of trying to figure out is he hundred percent crazy? Is he sort of telling the truth? Is he not? What's going on? What's the deal with that? Did he run her off the road? And there's all these all the speculation as to what the hell's going on. Yeah, I thought um, that. I'm glad I, I went to the movie not knowing that because I felt like that would have maybe I would be expecting some alien thing to happen the whole time and right. not happen. So I was glad that uh, I knew that going into it. But um, I thought it was maybe going to be a little bit slow and I maybe was going to be like counting the minutes. But it actually flew by really fast. Good, good. The, the, so it wasn't yeah, like the it was witch. Very enjoyable. It wasn't like the witch where you're like, what no, the fuck? This no, is not no. scary at all. Uh, the witch went on forever. <laughs> so. And I actually, I actually purposefully sort of oversold it, being like, don't go in expecting monsters because there are some towards the end. So well, what's what's funny is that John Goodman is is technically a monster. Well, that's himself. why that's why the poster is like, you know, monsters come in many forms sort of playing off that at expectations and people are like, "Well, there's got to be a Cloverfield monster." And like, yeah, it's John Goodman this time. Yeah. It's it, John Goodman is almost as it, he's even scarier almost than the aliens. Yeah, yeah. Themselves. Um did you like that did did it work for you when she finally got out of the room and and you know all of a sudden there's little monsters running after her and ships flying around or were you like what the fuck kind of movie am I in now Yeah yeah I I liked it I just I thought it w- things happened at very opportune moments for her though It was a little I mean I I listened to a podcast I don't remember which one right at the moment but they were saying that the the last twenty minutes of the movie or whatever didn't like felt like totally weird, like different shifted, and I think it was the slash film cast I listened to. The tone of the movie tone shifted, shifted and it was almost sort the genre of genre shifted. Yeah, it was almost sort of Independence Day ish, where she's like, "I'm gonna get this this bottle and throw it in his mouth." It's like, like yeah. welcome to Earth type of like what the you know. It's very convenient. Yeah, that, yeah. That Is that what you're referring like to? That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. She's like, to oh, where... snap. <laughs> she's getting picked up, and you're like, oh, she's done. And no, no, no. It was very not. convenient that the place that she hid in, the woman was there with the keys right. to the car. Um, You know, and then that's that's where it led to... It was very convenient that the mask was, was right there when they were spraying mm-hmm. the the poisonous flesh-eating whatever bacteria acid or whatever or acid yeah. that was. I have to rewatch that first movie to see if but, there was any, if any of the creatures in the first movie had, like, I think both, some of them did have, like, acid-spewing capabilities or something. I have to rewatch it. It's been a long time since I've watched it, but, I, I mean, I liked it a lot when I saw it before, so. Yeah, but I, I liked, uh, yeah, that, it was, it was good, though. 
I liked um the part that that was crazy was of course when Spoilers. when uh when he takes the hydrochloric acid out um the bin and he like he just shoots him in the face because he he tried to take the rap for having like the having the scissors and all this stuff and he's gonna use a weapon to like against him or whatever and so i i kind of saw it coming because i knew like this guy's he's off and everything and he probably uh he didn't seem like he liked him in the first place well the fact that he had a barrel of of acid that you know dissolved like human flesh it was already sort of like okay now this is looking even more suspicious well but they were looking at each other like, oh, the woman's probably stored in that. Yeah. Because they never found her. Right. So that when when they pulled that out, they, they both looked at each other like, are we looking at a barrel of acid that, you know, corroded this girl? This, this yeah. girl that went missing a long time ago and he just got tired of her and everything and he just, like, cut her up, put her in this barrel, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, it's fucked up. <laughs> but well, yeah. it, it was a big turnaround. Like, I knew he was crazy. I thought maybe he had, like, a, like sort of, like, he just wanted everything to be in place. Sort of, like, in, like have, like, rules and maybe some si- sort of disorder. But I didn't think that he was, like, uh, you know, a kidnapper. Right. And well, that's that and that's what the movie kind of plays on is, you know, whether or not... Whether or not he's a, like a murdering psychopath, or he's just like one of those extremists who's like, we have to head out, the aliens are coming, you know, we have to like prepare. And all yeah, that. initially, that's survivalist it, type. That's initially when it, uh, the the question, right? But then after a while, you do realize that he is an abductor. Oh my god, there's that, and and that she was right. I mean, she he did save her, but right. he was also abducting her for that reason as well, right? And we don't know if it's actually an accident. He says so, but we don't know if it's on purpose clearly, or clearly not. Clearly, he's not the most trustworthy character in the film. I think that he had plans to kill that guy to begin with. And because as soon as... He, he was just looking for a reason to kill him. Yeah. And as soon as he killed him, like his mood changed completely. He was like, I'm glad that we're finally... Uh, we can finally be ourselves together. He shaved. Yeah, you noticed that too, right? Yeah, that was that was creepy. He he, he combed his hair. He dressed up. Do you nice. think that he was like sexually assaulting these girls too, or you I, think it's, I mean, the fact that he's he, the other guy's gone and he's like, but competition's out, and he's like, he's like, I have to like pretty myself up for her, sort of in a way. I don't know if he was sexually assaulting the girls because they never but really get into. That. I think he was maybe replacing his daughter, right? Um, because his daughter. Uh, got taken away. Got taken and away, whatever. and he didn't see her, so he he decided to kidnap other women and have them pose as his daughter. Right. That's why with he called her. Yeah, with the same clothes. That's why he called her Megan, and um, and so now this woman's replacing Megan. Right. Right. So Megan, the, the replacing the woman that's replacing Megan, <laughs> pretty much. Um, that's so. uh, what the movie does really well is it keeps you guessing the whole time through. And, you know, it's trying, it's basically playing off of the like, okay, well, is he really crazy or are there really aliens? And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, oh, he's really crazy and there are aliens. It's like, it doesn't have to be an either or situation. It's kind of, no, they're not, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. He can 
save this woman because of aliens, but then also want to murder her. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Um, and I, I really like the scene when they're playing, um, whatever, it's taboo or whatever. And he's like, I'm watching you. I see everything you do and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and you, you know, as the viewer, you're like, holy shit, this is fucking scary. Then he knows what's up or whatever. And then Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character is the one's like, you're Santa Claus. Yeah. And he's like, it's not, it wasn't your turn. I'm still keeping the point. And that whole yeah. thing, like that tone back and forth, with, like the tension builds and then sort of releases with like a, a light moment. The movie does a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. Did you think, um, do you think John Goodman deserves like, you know, awards, nominations or something for this? Because he's, his, the whole film, and I say this in the video that I have on YouTube, and when, you know, people can see that in Crooked Table Review on YouTube. Um, do you think that, do you think that his performance, which really hinges, the whole movie really kind of depends on him making that character work? Yeah, exactly. Do you think that it's strong enough to, to stick in people's minds down, you know, later in the year? Well, I don't know what the lineup exactly is for. Well, too early to tell. It's too early, yeah. Because, but um, I think his performance was very well done. Yeah. And um, and I would, you know, I would like to see him for an Oscar, but I don't. I haven't seen the other. You know, it's not going to be till it's not going to be till later to see like whether or not because there could be a lot of good movies and there could be a lot of good roles. Right. Um. And he could just be cast aside because of those maybe better roles and mm-hmm. better actors. The fact that he's a character actor. Not that they're that... better, but, you know, like in the movie, maybe they're actors. Right, right. Or the, the content of the movie it's more Oscar is friendly. more Oscar-friendly. That, that, I think, is probably its biggest obstacle. That it, Yeah, it's it's a character-based drama, but it, it's also framed under like the sci-fi horror franchise. Exactly. Yeah. That most Academy members would be like, that's bullshit. But it gets beginning really... you get is sci-fi, uh, like a cinematography awards, yeah. or... Well, Ex Machina the... got visual effects. So that was pretty impressive. I, yeah. I, I mean, that made everybody happy. Um, but um, the fact that he's a character actor who's been working for decades and pretty much, you know, everybody kind of loves him and everything. Um, you know, it, it really bodes well for the fact that if, if anybody's going to get through that, it might be John Goodman. So, uh, have you seen Red State yet? I know I let you borrow it, and he's because John Goodman's in that. That's why I'm asking. No, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh well, you should let, you should see that and let me know what you think. Because um, some of some of his performances, like you didn't expect him from the guy from Roseanne to deliver such, you know, dramatically heavy performances, but he's similarly sort of a, a major focal point in that movie. Um, definitely a very different performance. But uh, but also worthwhile, and that's another movie. That's a movie that really went under a lot of people's radar because uh-huh. it doesn't it doesn't entirely work with what it's trying to do. But you know, it is Kevin Smith kind of taking a chance, and the fact that John Goodman's in it in like a very dramatic role. Um, I you know I think it, it's it's worth sort of watching to compare his work in both films. Okay. So, any other final thoughts on Ten Cloverfield Lane? You're no. excited to see more like if they do more Cloverfield yeah I, films, the, what I thought film. what I thought about this movie is that I thought that they made it like sort of like a very very low budget indie mm-hmm. film yeah on purpose yeah as a way to finance a larger scale blockbuster movie okay I thought it was yeah. maybe like a smart because maybe they wouldn't give him the funds up front for a sequel to Cloverfield if you can even call it a sequel sort well, of well a follow I mean, up like, of whatever kind. No, yeah, yeah. like a sequel to the the Cloverfield movie. Maybe people fighting aliens. This right. isn't really a sequel. It, it's it's like a separate 
entity. Yeah, yeah, thing. sort of. So it's like in the same universe, but it's like separate. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like this was just like to try and raise money for another movie. Maybe perhaps. I. I mean, I kind of like the idea of keeping the scale kind of small, but um, I mean, there, there's some there's some truth to that possibly. And you know, J.J. Abrams was also obviously made Star Wars around the same time as this film was being done. So, you know, I think it's, it's inter- you know, from a creative standpoint, he probably was looking to do something a little different. Okay, we're going to do the $200 million Star Wars movie, but then let's do this little, this movie costs $5 million, Yeah. Which is, when you think about it, sort of nothing. Considering most of that budget probably went towards that last 20 minutes with the effects. Exactly. And then, you know, the, the three actors, two of which are more established than the other guy is. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they, they also took up decent chunks, but still, they probably took pay cuts for this movie as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if they were going to keep it a secret, like they obviously accomplished in doing so, if you were to have like a very effects heavy movie, that would involve a bigger crew and more likely that information would leak out, you know, in the in, in between production and, you know, theatrical release. Yeah. So it, it also made it easier for them to keep things down because if you, you think about the movie, even the, the big effects shot. The big effect shots at the end, it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead, like, in a field with CG aliens. There's nobody else there, so there wouldn't really be, like, you know, there's not, you don't need to shoot it, like, on crowded streets or, like, lots of extras or whatever. It's just, yeah. like, her running around. Yeah. So if you have a small team of special effects people to handle that, you don't really, you know, you don't really lend yourself to as much scrutiny. And I like that idea of them kind of, uh, out of nowhere, dropping, dropping a trail and being like, guess what? We made this, by the way, in our spare yeah. time. And I, so I don't know, I don't want them to lose that entirely, but maybe, you know, based on this success, they can bump it up to 20, 30 million, whatever, and still well, be sort of low budget. I, yeah, they can do a low budget movie, but they won't be able to go to this scale. Right. Just because if you try a low budget film at this scale, it, it won't register as well. You already tried in the cellar the way the story is going now. She's going to a base or, or a fighting place or whatever. But that's I mean, if unless they go, up, they might hey, just, that's yeah. if they follow up. But if they go to like another, so what are you right. going to go follow an, another survivor and they're like stuck in a hospital? Yeah, it's you know, kind of it's, it's, kinda, kinda, you it's kind of repetitive. You can't, yeah, yeah you can't. They'll, I mean, if they do, if they do another movie, and now that this film has did so well, like I said, I think it made twenty five million based on you know opening weekend, based on the five million dollar budget, mm-hmm. second only to Zootopia last weekend. I think they're going to have to take an entirely new spin on it. Like, it can't be people stranded in a, in a secluded uh, space again. It has to be another, maybe low, maybe lower budget version, but it has to be, I don't know, Walking Dead style, where they're wandering around a wasteland after the, after the alien attack or something like that. It's got to be, it's got to be a different approach because, like you said, if you do like, oh, these, these small group of people, they're trapped in a different kind of building. It's, it, that wouldn't work, and yeah, it's not, yeah. and that doesn't seem to be what the franchise is about. Considering the first one was basically like a found footage Godzilla movie, and now the second one's like a bunch of people trapped underground. It, yeah. So, did you like her the way her arc tied up itself at, by the end? The fact that in the beginning she's like always running away from things, and that boyfriend that called her by the way, which was Bradley Cooper in a voice cameo. Oh, okay. Um, you know, they established by the end she's like, I'm not going to run away from things. I'm stronger than this. I'm a survivor. And so she, she goes, goes into to help. Because she, she, you know, she's already kicked so much ass in the cellar. She's probably like, I got this. I can do something good now. Yeah. I, just, I just fucking took out an alien by myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so give me some bottles of alcohol and I'm lighter and I got this. 
<laughs> so yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, Crooked Table approved by both Freddie and I. So definitely check that out before Batman v Superman comes out and blows everybody out of the water. Exactly. At Which least, is at a least good, from a financial standpoint. It's a, it's a good uh, it's a good weekend to choose it instead of going against right. that. Uh, unlike the My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 that stupidly decide to, decided to choose the weekend where B, Batman vs. Superman is coming out, which is... It could be counter-programming. Maybe they feel like they're going after like people like our mom's age who are like, I remember that movie. I'll go see that. I don't want to see these two superheroes punch-punch thing, thing, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. Counter, but... ba- counter, yeah. That's, I mean, maybe. Maybe a different demographic. Yeah, but I... exactly. I think that if more... Cloverfield and Batman v Superman came out the same think, weekend, they they that's too much overlap. In the I audience. think um I think more uh, I think Batman v Superman goes to most demographics, so so that's it's hard to go against the superhero movie. That's true. Cause, uh, yeah, because the reason they make so much money is because they appeal to all sorts of audiences. You know, there's no specific. Dem- you know, maybe old people would like that, but old people also grew up with the Superman, Batman show, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So they they still like 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 our our Awello grandfather. Yeah, he loves Superman and Batman, and when you know he found out about it, he was Wait, well, happy about it too. Was so, he? Did you did he find out about it? Does he know about? No, I told him. I told him about it. Does he have any interest in seeing that, or is he just like that's you know? Cause he doesn't gonna... go to. I don't. He doesn't really go to the movies. Well, he so. went with us to see Man of Steel. I think didn't he? Or was that just mm, that was just you, me, and Dad? I don't remember. I that. think no. Yeah, it was just the three of us. Okay. I we showed it to him on DVD later. Oh, uh, okay. He, he liked it. A lot of CG in it. That's why I wonder. That's not necessarily his thing. Yeah, but. You know, he liked it still. Okay. Regardless. Um, so, but speaking of verses. Yeah, there you go. Nice segue. Um, there we, the new Daredevil season picks up a a similar tune. Oh, oh, did that drop? I wasn't aware. (laughs) (laughs) And we watched, as you said, we watched, um, six episodes. Right. So, and right uh, before this, you're already like, I better, I gotta watch more. Yeah, I started. I started. I went through halfway through the seventh episode. Nice. Um, and so, and I'm sure many other people are like, oh, I've been watching I mean, thirteen go, hours. Log on to social media. I guarantee you, people are like, I'm watching the episode of Daredevil season two for the second time or whatever. I'm sure people are, are marathoning it all day. Exactly. The or, big shows or like weekend. Orange is the New Black and. You know, Daredevil and stuff like that. They always like binge watch like the whole season every right. day. <laughs> so pretty, pretty much. So the show season two looks like to to jump into that now. Um, looks sounded like it basically picks up what, a couple months after the first season ends, something like that. Fisk is locked up, and because at one point Foggy is is talking with his ex girlfriend on again, off again, whatever they are, Marcy, the all you know another attorney. And she's like, I haven't heard from you in months. Weren't they like sort of hooking up like the latter, toward, like the last part of the, the end of yeah. the season? Yeah. Okay. So then it's probably been a few months since Fisk was locked up, that kind of thing. Yeah. Probably the time where Jessica Jones was doing her thing. They were taking a break off. It seems and then like they came back. <laughs> it's, it seems like the, uh, the Netflix arm of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because they're all, you know, they're all, all these shows are clearly set in the same world as the Avengers and all that. Yeah. Um, it, it does seem like they're following the similar pattern as the movies in that they, for the most part, 
take place chronologically. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you watch Daredevil Season 1, that stuff happens before Jessica Jones Season 1, which happens before Daredevil Season 2, you know what I mean? Exactly. Which leads me to believe that Luke Cage will probably then follow up on Jessica Jones, like, his appearance there, and not necessarily be like, this happened before he met Jessica Jones, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, which I think and, is And maybe even after good. Daredevil yeah, Season yeah. 2. I mean, that doesn't mean we won't get a lot of flashbacks, because even Daredevil Season 1 was very flashback-heavy. Yeah. Like, well, they were you, constantly jumping back and forth. You need to see why he's things. blind and everything. Why he's, yeah, people exactly. that don't really story. know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Jessica Jones, you really need, you don't really need there to were do a lot that. Of, but there, there were some there were flashbacks, flashbacks with, with, uh, Kilgrave and, um, you know, Reva and all that stuff. But they kept, got, that was kind of one consistent flashback that they kept going back to, that one scene and seeing it over and over in different perspectives. Because she was, like, haunted by it, like Luke Cage was. Yeah, and they, I think they showed her a little bit as a girl as well. Oh yeah, yeah, they did yeah. show her like but, as a as a kid with Trish and like that whole thing and her family. But I like how they take the the season in in uh, elements. And, oh, Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. How uh, it starts off with Daredevil, and and the Punisher is going and killing all these these three specific gangs in Hell's Kitchen, and uh, and some in Delaware, and <laughs> and and uh, yeah, Daredevil is uh, trying to go in there and and and. Um, you know, did he just like pick them off on his way to New York or something? Because at one point they're like, they, they, you know, they talk about spoilers for the first six episodes of Daredevil. At one point, the attorneys are talking about how he might get the death penalty because he took out some of them on Dale, Dale on, in Delaware, like it's off of I ninety five. So was he like dr- driving to New York? He's like, I'm gonna stop off here and kill some of these motherfuckers, uh, like tracking them, I guess, backwards. He, yeah, he probably was just tracking them because he wanted to try and get rid of, um. Uh, as many people as he could find that, that, were, that were part of the yeah. the biker group, so he probably went out of his way to track them down and kill them. Yeah, so. that sounds about right. So, but we, when we watched the trailer, the two part trailer, not the most recent one, the two part that you know that they dropped over the course of a week or two. Um, I think our initial, my initial concern at least was, it looks like they're taking on a lot of stuff. I hope that they don't like jumble it to the point that it's like you know. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron where it's like and here's this and then this is happening and then this happens and this character comes into it and let's see how this all plays out where it's overloaded yeah but like you were saying it's smart that basically the first like if you if you go seeing this and you're you want to see Daredevil versus Punisher you're like I want to see these two Marvel icons to beating the shit out of each other you're kind of done with that by the end of episode four yeah. Like, there's no more fighting, punchy-punch thing. It would get old fast if it was just, yeah. like, him, like... But they don't try and drag it out over the season, which I think is interesting. They distill it down, almost into, uh, like, like, mini arcs. You know, it's almost like this, episodes 1 through 4 are Punish versus Daredevil. And then maybe episodes 5 through 8 will be um, Elektra... And and Matt dealing with the the yakuza and then also you know, def- him defense co- of the Punisher defense of Punisher which yeah. I like how they still keep Punisher in there as a part of the story but it's no longer a concern so much of Daredevil as much I mean he covers him but it's more like a, a story that Karen goes on then. right right and that's like her her story arc. They split off because yeah, Daredevil's they split got his off own because thing he's got to do his thing with Elektra. Right. But then it's also he has to try and find the balance between the case with with Punisher and what the stuff that's going on with Elektra. Right. So I like that as well. And then maybe a little bit more we'll get into uh, it'll tie into Kingpin or maybe they'll maybe. go see 
Maybe they'll go see Kingpin. I'd like, like to prison get or something. I'd like to get at least a cameo from him. I understand if they're well. If they don't I know, we make... know he's gonna be in it because he was in, he was at least in a moment of the trailer. So yeah. we know he's gonna have at least one moment, one scene. I I mean I understand what they want to do. They don't want to just have it be Daredevil versus Kingpin round two, ding ding, because that whole first season was establishing them both as characters and they were so well fleshed out um, that. I don't know, kind of focusing solely on them as opposed to putting a similar lens to other Marvel characters that fans really want to see brought to life again, like Punisher, like Elektra, yeah. who've been done before in live action, but nobody was really satisfied with any of that. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess I'm talking more about Punisher because there's been three movies with him, none of which people really particularly Care, cared yeah. for. There's a lot of fans that really like Punisher Warzone, and I like elements of that movie, but it didn't still didn't work for me overall. Where I was like, I want to see more of this, but I like the the the, uh, that, the way he was portrayed there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe nine through twelve will be the three of them maybe converging together in some way, uh-huh. and then thirteen will be like ship go, goes down. That's uh, it, it. Seems to me that they are sort of organizing it by like four episode chunks, which I think is is a smart way of doing it. Even Jessica Jones was sort of like that too. Because you had Luke and Jessica story up front, and then that he sort of, you know, once he found out the truth about her involvement with Reva's death, he sort of disappeared until episode 10 or something, 11, mm-hmm. 12, whatever. Um, I do like that Daredevil's, uh, Daredevil wants to fight crime, but not kill people. Punisher's like, I want to fight crime and kill people. And then Elektra's sort of in the middle. Like, she's, she's sort of like the, the, uh, she she would rather kill people. The counterpoint, she yeah, would, yeah. She but rather, she's but she's she would not, rather kill people. But she's but not she's, ruthless she, like Punisher is. Well, she's just going by Daredevil's rules because right. she needs him still. Yeah. So um, so she's just playing along with it. She's it's but, interesting because you have Daredevil and then these two other heroes that are very much sort of anti-heroes in a way. Yeah, and I think I think though we're gonna see a little bit more. I don't know because I haven't watched the rest of the season. Right. But I I think we might see a little bit more anti-hero in Daredevil just because I don't see how the legal system is going to work out with the Punisher. Mm-hmm. And I see it um I I wouldn't be surprised if you know maybe Electra and Daredevil break him out somehow and 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 that that whole you know, chestnut. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he crosses that line. That could be episode eight if it goes if it goes like with the four episode things. Like I said, the defense of Frank Castle ends like you know end of episode eight, early episode nine, and then leads into that. Because that maybe it. maybe because he didn't plead guilty, maybe now they'll they'll do like the whole lethal injection thing mm-hmm. and stuff. We don't know. But and of course, Daredevil's not going to want that to happen to him because he doesn't deserve that. Nobody deserves that, in in his eyes, right? You know. So I think that then he'll have to cross that line. They'll make him have to cross that line, and Electro will probably help him just because, just because you know they're they're buddies. In yeah, a sense. She, she was right off the bat being like, "We're partners." He's like, "Whoa, there's no we. What the hell?" Yeah, exactly. That was that was pretty cool. We'll get, well, to, because, we'll get to her in a bit because uh, maybe maybe she'll find a common interest in him. Yeah, maybe she'll be like, "Oh, I can use him too," you know, because she normally doesn't do things so much for other people. She does things more for her. Maybe that's the big issue a lot of fans had with Jennifer Garner's portrayal of her. Like, at least in the Daredevil movies, like she's just too nice. 
Yeah. You're like, you can't be Electra. You're just getting revenge because of your dad got killed by Bullseye, whatever. But um, you're not, you know, you're not the character. We... And then they tried to make her a little darker in Electra. Like yeah. just the, the, the spinoff movie. Yeah. But it was still like, it still didn't work. I don't know. I just felt like she was kind of miscast there. But uh, the actress here, I think her name is Elodie Young. Uh-huh. She's really good, and she she uh, she gives the character that sort of exotic flavor that Electra's supposed to have. Uh-huh. You know, like she, I think her character's supposed to be Greek, but I, I'm, I think the the actress is like was born in Paris, and she's got very like mixed European background. I don't know her accent. It is, I think it's British, but yeah, it's like a British her. accent. But I think she was born in Paris. If I'm looking at, if I'm talking about the right thing. Uh, but you know, she has that, that vibe where you can't quite like, she, she has that look that she could play Greek or she could play different kinds of ethnicities, but regardless of what ethnicity she is, I mean, she looks exotic. Like she looks like someone that's and the way she carries herself is very aristocratic as opposed to in the movie version. She was just like this random white girl who walked into a coffee shop and you're like, I like her. She's pretty. I'm like, okay. But that doesn't, she doesn't have the same. To, to borrow the name of another Marvel anti-heroine, she doesn't have the same mystique yeah. as uh, as the comic book version and as the, the show already has demonstrated. Yeah, Jennifer Garner looks like a like a white girl. Yeah, she's not and, not the right. And, and the this right actress, I don't know her name, but I, I said Elodie Elodie Young. Elodie Elodie Young. Yeah, something like that. Well, uh, she yeah she she has more like mixed roots. I, so you, so you, she could have some Greek in her. I don't, I don't know if they're gonna tie that in, right? And say like, oh, I'm Greek, but you know, but it, but you know, she's not supposed to look like a white girl. That's exactly. not, that's not Electra's character, right? Right. So, yeah, I, I think so far, so so good. I think they're doing a good job, like having the characters play off each other. I like the the romance between uh, Matt and and Karen. And I think that that might be a little bit dangerous later on because mm-hmm. that's going to be a weakness for him. Right. Especially now they told Electra that, you know, like, oh, I have somebody I else. I somebody and she's like, oh. I don't, I don't really know about her. She might think, find her as a threat. So I don't know if, if anything's going to happen there. Not, not that we think it's going to boil down into a cat fight of like, he was mine. No, no. Two, it but, would be more but, um, of, of just a sucker punch and then yeah. Karen's down. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Electra is sort of a wild card character. Um, I do think that the Matt and Karen romance is interesting, and I, I like that they are exploring that because they they were hinting at that heavily in the first season. She was foggy's like, what's up, Karen? And Karen's like, eh, looking at Matt. Leave me alone. Um, even though they were, they're also really good friends, and I like that friendship a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they haven't been emphasizing the, the love triangle part of it. Too much because that's awfully it's cliche. Take, it, yeah, and it takes away from the real story, right? Which uh, the the love triangle it's it's uh, beneath them, right? And um, they're trying to focus on on getting rid of crime and having justice. It, it, even though I think it, uh, it 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 seemed like it was okay with Foggy, but now it seems like he's like thinking about it a little bit more and maybe not being as much okay with it now. Mm-hmm. Now that he's actually thought about it and he talked with his. His uh, lawyer hookup person, <laughs> yeah, um, oh, who who made reference to Jessica Jones explicitly by name, which was cool. Yeah, well, because she's no secret now. They yeah, all know not anymore. She's... Not after, especially after the her story. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, 
I th- I think I think that's that that might be addressed later. Right. But there's still a lot to come. We still have uh half the season left. We so. still have stuff with the hand and stick and and uh I don't know if they're gonna go into um was it called the immortals or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or the inhumans? The inhumans. I don't think they're really gonna do that. I don't think they're gonna do that. You know, here, that's but... the, they were hinting towards that. Uh, Agents uh, of Shield with is doing the first inhumans season like crazy. Of of Daredevil with that, that kid that was that they were taking. Yeah, yeah. And so I that might be where she's going with that. That might be like Electra's intentions behind like Maybe. Maybe because we that's, don't know, that we was don't know also, what's motivating her. That was exactly. also the Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. But the guy also the guy said that he's not working with the Yakuza, so I don't know if it's like a separate entity altogether. Well, what is um, or, what was her name? The lady from the first season, the the scary, the scary Asian lady who had like mystical powers. Uh, Madam something Ma- or Madam Yao or something. yeah, she's Yow. fucking free. Well, she got I think away. It's Yao, I think that might be right. She got a. She got away. I mean, she didn't like the kill yeah. anything. So no. I think she was and like. She, she wasn't she like the only? Ass. Wasn't she one of the only people? Because in the first season, Kingpin had that consortium of all these different crime bosses, and we're working with the Russians and the, and the you know the the yakuza and all this other. And I think she was like the only one left standing that didn't go to jail or get killed, pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, that, you know, the Russian brothers got killed. Um, the Yaku the the Yakuza, the Japanese um guy ended up being set on fire and right. died, or so we think. Was I that the know. red nin the red ninja in the first season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he so he was the the main guy in the first season that was working with the Yakuza. Right. Um, and then it was Madame Gao. Gao. Oh, it's Gao. Okay. I think it was Gao. Yeah. Uh, and she's, she did like this, like Mr. Miyagi shit on Punish, uh, not Punisher, Daredevil (laughs) and like stunned and like, you know, knocked him down to the floor and then he looked and she was gone. So she's got like something weird going on with her. Right. right. And then there was just Kingpin. So, you know, of course Kingpin's in jail. The other people are, are dead. And and that's where the Irish people get in, in this one. And then you see how that works out with the Punisher. Pretty much. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if Madame Gao comes back in, and uh, that would be later, like, later. Exactly after the the People versus Frank Castle storyline kind of runs its course, maybe the last few episodes of the season will touch base with that. Yeah, well, we don't know where right now. Electra is with Daredevil, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, what they're gonna what they're gonna be getting into. Well, you haven't gone into the seventh episode. No, I'm not so. in seven yet. All right, so well. So what do you what do you think about your buddy from uh, The Walking Dead showing up here as Punisher? Do you think that he do you think that he he captures what you what you know what you envision that character to be as far as his ruthless ruthlessness with the criminal element, but also having sort of a softer side like that Karen's been bringing out in the conversation with yeah, her, yeah. his family I, and he, stuff. I like his acting a lot in this uh, in this show. Um, he delivers the lines very good. He he brings he. The 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 script is so good, the dialogue, so it's um, it just works with his delivery and and the amazing script that they that they that they've given him. It just like it provides all these like quotable moments where you're like, oh man, this is this is good shit right here. The um... so and I think he's perfect because he just has he has like that look, like not just like his face, but his body and everything like he has a very like muscular brute 
um, tough looking image mm-hmm. and, and the delivery is exactly what you would think, you know, Punisher would be like. Yeah, he's, he can, he could, uh, pull off that I'm dead inside kind of like stone face thing. Yeah. But also emote a little bit more. Yeah, when, when he's he talking to, about his family, he's talking course, about, oh, you daughter. know, Frank Jr., blah, 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 and all this stuff. And, yeah. Um, I think he's a very good actor. Yeah, he was—he's good in it. He was I, good I, on The Walking Dead, but and Shane was a little bit like Punisher in mm-hmm. ways, where you know, of course, he's like this domineering force, and he wants to be like a leader, and he has very um, radical, uh, in you know, things for ways the, to handle the ways walkers, to handle yeah. the walkers and and other people and the apocalypse and everything, um, but. It wasn't. It wasn't anything like Punisher. Not it's, on this it, level. Where everybody, was, everybody's like, "Oh my God!" There's an army in town. Like, no, just one guy with a lot of weapons. He's just yeah, awesome. exactly. Like Punisher has like similar moments of like, like of, of like Shane's character, but then it's like on all. It's 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 transcended past that to like a whole other, um, to you know an even deeper character. Yeah, than the, anywhere near Shane was because Shane. You know, he was good, but obviously he doesn't last because he's on Daredevil. So, <laughs> well, if you're Walking Dead, yeah, he didn't last. Yeah, uh, obviously because the the whole conversation with him and Daredevil on the rooftop, like the fight with Daredevil, and then later on the conversation when I think Daredevil's when when Daredevil's chained up is when they have the conversation about, oh, you think you're a hero, blah blah blah, and all that stuff. Yeah, that was great, and that was perfect way to set the tone considering we're gonna get. Very similar conversations in Captain America Civil War and Batman v Superman. Because uh-huh. uh, this is sort of the year of hero versus hero. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, which obviously Loot Crate, which we talked about in the last episode, is exploiting because, hey, you know, that's the thing right now. Yeah. Um, but it really sort of uh, drove home all those themes about, you know, that great line where he says, when you hit them, they get back up. When I hit them, they stay down. Yeah. Sort of, well, who's who's right? I mean, well, it depends on how you feel about it. He had several lines like that. That, that Oh, yeah. They were so quotable. so And, of amazing. course, they plucked them out of there and, like, trailer. Those are trailer lines. Give me that. Yeah. Some of them were in the trailer because, hey. But other ones that, the... that weren't well, yeah, even yeah. in the trailer, they were like, I was like, oh, man. This... But but you used lines like, you know, like. The, the whole I... rooftop scene where they're Pretty just much. talking. You used lines like amazing. the one I said. For the trailer, because they really crystallize, like, oh, people, like, somebody watching the trailer being like, okay, what the hell, why are these two fighting? That's why they fight. You capture it in that one line of dialogue, and you throw it in there to sort of sell that, the concept of, that, yeah, they're fighting, and they use their fists, and they're, you know, kicking each other's asses, and shooting each other in the head, um, but... You show where they're, where they're coming from. It's the ideological difference, it's like, here, uh, Daredevil's like, uh, Daredevil's perspective is, I take them down... And then the justice system takes over. Hopefully. I mean, that's his hope, at least. Punisher's like, no, fuck the justice system. I just blow him away, and then there you go. He They're wants not gonna to do any be jury, judge, execu- executioner. He's like, he's like Judge I, Dredd a little I believe, bit. I believe, I think that they use that in the comic books, too, judge, jury, execu- executioner. Because that's, that's, what, that's what he does. He takes matters into his own hands, and instead of... You know, putting the cuffs on him and hoping the justice system takes co- takes its course. You have to admit, though, sometimes the justice system could be skewed, right? Especially if the person has great deals of money. So, 
his thinking is, is that I want these people that killed my family to be dead for good. I so don't want to leave it up to else. somebody yeah. else. And, you know, he, what, he ended up killing, like, over a hundred people in the counts that, that, they wrote, that they read to him. So, there's no way that the justice system would be able to handle all those people anyways. Well, and it's interesting, too, because in the Daredevil film... There's and not I, enough I keep, evidence. I keep going it. back to the Daredevil movie, even though most fans are like, Stop doing that! That was terrible! Yeah. Like, I, I didn't think it was terrible. I thought I actually liked the director's cut. I think it's decent. It's not amazing, but it's not shitty. Like, the theatrical cut makes, like, no sense. It's the second half of the movie. Just, things just happen. You're like, wait, how did this happen? Um, it's more fantastical. Well, yeah, obviously. In ways. There's, like, in the CG, the use of CG in there is, is shoddy sometimes. But in that film, he his whole modus operandi is he's like i'm a lawyer and i defend them and then justice doesn't run its course like you said uh he's like i, I track him down afterwards and then i leads him on a train track to get run over and shit like that like he's more hardcore in the movie but on the show you need him not to be hardcore because you need punishment you need that contrast of the two of them uh-huh um so they, they really hone in on like you know in the, in the first episode i even said to you we were watching it and like if they man, if he wasn't Marvel's Batman before, this is really like establishing the people walking down an alley and then grabbed and then kicked ass and then left there. Yeah, and in the like, very first Yeah, uh, the beginning sort of like he's been out doing sequence. that a while, people know Daredevil's a thing and And another thing that I love, speaking of action sequences, yeah. um the staircase the staircase scene. Yeah, oh yeah. Um when he uh he knocks out Frank Castle, the Punisher. Puts him in the elevator. And then all the, the, I believe it was the dogs of hell. Yeah, they yeah. start coming the up the stairs because their bikers blow up, their bikes blow up. So they come. And so like he goes down the stairs and he just like, I, I believe it was all in one take as well. Just like the hallway scene. Except it's just following Daredevil down the stairs. A little more ambitious because there's more motion involved. Yeah. And it was, it's incredible how he, you see him like, flipping dudes down the steps and 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 tackling two guys at once and doing all these cre you know it's amazing and the then you go down to the is, bottom is still amazing in the show yeah yeah exactly it was just it was it's exactly like those 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 uh lovable moments in the first season where the fight sequences right right and and then he goes down to the first story and then it goes to where the the elevator goes down and and Frank Castle's like right there in the elevator, knocked out like still. And he just like takes care of them. Okay, I'm gonna take you. Yeah, that was pretty great. Um, out of here. I, lo- I love when they say the Punisher for the first time. I even pointed it out to you, where he's like, they've been calling. They call him. Pause for effect. It's like almost fucking despicable me. It's like we're going to steal. Pause for effect. The moon. It's like they've been calling him. The Punisher. It's like the they, way they say it. It's, it's like it's, they're trying to like like they're, they're trying to listen up. for like like Viewers they're trying to build it up like <gasps> like yeah, wait for it, like like are you gonna say it? Yeah, you did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so I guess on so far we're we're already really on board the idea of a Punisher sh- uh, show, which has been discussed uh, you know many times about them how they've said it's a possibility blah 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 and all that i think that's going to be announced pretty fast i don't i don't Do you think that could work i don't no? know if that could work as much really uh, punisher doesn't have as much depth as daredevil mm-hmm. he has his the thing with daredevil is that his ability is unique 
He plays uh, an alias. Um, he has, you know, his uh, he has his separate business, attorneys and everything. He has his built-in supporting cast. He has his built-in supporting cast. Yeah. He already has people in in um you know in the city that he's already fighting punisher i mean that doesn't really matter the last part but still he has like a a basis that you could like write scripted stuff off of mm-hmm. now yeah, you could he has do a world he has he a has world a, around him that you can like, punisher doesn't out. have a world Punisher's he's like, a man yeah he's a loner who's like i just travel from place to place killing so the season would be if it's his own thing because he he doesn't have friends like that really mm-hmm. he doesn't I, he would just be like trying to fight it'd be like an action movie where he's like if... trying to take down an organization all by himself right and 13 hours of that you feel like it wouldn't really sustain yeah it's, it doesn't have that complexity like like daredevil or jessica jones and stuff uh, like uh or or even like um like iron fist or luke cage Mm-hmm. I mean, Luke Cage though he's a little bit on that side too. But he's gonna, but, but maybe this, maybe his season is gonna be, the you know, the first season of the Luke Cage show will be sort of the evolution. His parents. Well, but also the evolution him. of him being like, I just do my own thing. I just want to lay low to the point to the end where he's like, no, I need to do some good and I need to like make a difference and stuff because eventually, you know, like we talked about last episode, eventually in the comics he teams up with Iron Fist and they become heroes for hire. So. Presumably, Luke Cage's journey would end with him being deciding to want to be a hero. Um, but for Punisher, I mean, he doesn't really—he doesn't really, to my knowledge, in the comics, he doesn't really evolve a whole lot. Like his thing is, he doesn't change. He's a force of nature. He comes in, he kills people, he leaves. How do you do? How do you make all? And that part—that's possibly part of the reason why a movie, a didn't work. Mo- yeah, why a Punisher movie leaves audience sort of like I don't—he doesn't really. Nothing happened. He he's just he's he's it. really good as like a supporting superhero, right? But I don't know how long you could write stories for him. Mm-hmm. Just because I I don't I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a way, but I but if it's just it's gonna be trickier. like him tracking down, it's yeah, it's gonna be trickier. If it's just him tracking down like people and taking down organizations, like I said. It's gonna get old fast. I feel well, and it's interesting too because Daredevil and Jessica Jones are both superhero shows, obviously, but they work as TV shows because they have sort of a built-in framework. Like even if you take, you know, even if you take the superhero aspect aside from Daredevil, it's a lawyer show. It's a legal procedural show, and you deal with, you know, you them can, trying to win cases. You and have different stories at the same. Jessica time. Jessica Jones is a noir. It's a detective story. But what there's would a different storylines story going at the same time. The thing is with Punisher, what other different storyline can you do? Right. You know? there's, no, there's not really a built-in framework that you could apply to the Punisher. That's what makes Daredevil so so uh, so good is that you have like a storyline with Karen. You have like a little thing that's going on with Foggy. You have Daredevil and a Matt story. It's kind of like right different stories for each persona. That he has, mm-hmm. Punisher. I'm, I mean, unless he gets like an, a love interest, unless or he tries to try and humanize himself. Well, they've already started started to build on the humanizing part of him. Like he's already they already they've in you know episode six, I guess. Like he's trying they to humanize like, him a lot. Like he was talking, like kind of relating to Karen about his family and all that. Yeah. Um, 
like I said, unless season one of the Punisher show is him hunting down the, the man that like placed the order to kill his family, sort of, which is what the 2004 Thomas, Tom Jane, uh, John Travolta movie is about. Yeah. Um, unless it's about that, how do you really, you know, you, what's, what motivation can you give him that's strong enough to drive him through 13 episodes of story? Yeah. Because Jessica he... Jones whole thing was like, this guy ruined my life. I need to kill him. And, and Punisher, like Jessica Jones, is also sort of selfishly motivated to a certain point. Daredevil is like, I want to do good. I want to help people, blah, blah, blah. Those other two don't kind of don't give a fuck. I mean, at least at the beginning, they don't really care about, I got to say, help people and make a difference. And they're just like, whatever. Yeah, unless he has a change of of uh, of uh, mindset. Which is possible. Maybe, I mean, yeah. You know, but as far as it looks right now, you, you can't really delve. You, you, you've already delved into his backstory. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know that his family was taken away from him. He's had, like, emotional, uh, you know, monologues about, like, his his daughter and his family. And so how, how long can you keep doing that before, like, that one incident that happens in his life mm-hmm. just, like, loses his effectiveness? Mm-hmm. So... So you're you're. I don't. I'm on the fence with yeah. The Punisher you'd like show. to see more Punisher. I would but love you to don't s- know if if him leading a show is the right way to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think there's a good chance that at the very least he'll either you know we'll see if if he's successful. We'll see people, more of him. Yeah, we'll I'd see more of see him more either of him. in Daredevil season three or like the Defenders thing. Like we'll see more of him somewhere probably. Yeah. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see more of him. But you're just but concerned about if how they that do story take on a show. It, I I just feel like it would be difficult. I, I mean, with the Punisher that we have right now, right? If unless he like changes his ways or gets a different outlook, um, then there might be some story that comes out of there. But um, as far as as this, it's it it would be very hard for them to create storylines without for, adding little at least without adding more dimension more dimension more to dimension. Him and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, Blade is also sort of a loner character, and Blade had Whistler, and Batman had Alfred. So I mean, sure, there's there might be somebody in the comics that we're not aware of because we're not as well versed on the Punisher lore as maybe some people. the the guy that I don't know if you saw. Never mind, you didn't see the seventh episode. No, you're like when is <laughs> we had six hours of TV. Well, he mentions and then you're, you're, you're watch half hour. You're he like, mentions oh, I don't his, ruin it. he mentions one of of his eyewitnesses is some sort of colonel. Oh, okay. So maybe like this colonel is maybe they could flash back to the war. You think they're planting seeds? You think they're planting seeds in here for what his story would be? They probably are. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure this is like a quasi Punisher first. It's a back. It's a backdoor pilot to Punisher. Like I said, like I said, I believe the last episode. It's it's going to be like a quasi Punisher uh, season, so they can go on to yeah another well nobody season if they want to. Everybody's saying, oh, this is done. This is you know, received well, which, I mean, come on, it will be, um, that the, oh, we're going to do a Punisher show, blah, 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 but do you think there's a chance, or do you even want to see, or do you think it would work if they did an Electra show? Because I sort of would want to see that, not, maybe not quite as much as the Punisher, but maybe, oh, actually, maybe even more so. I think it might work better as, as a te- television series. Well, because there's more ground to cover with her. Granted, we haven't finished this season, but in the comics, I mean, you have the whole thing with Bullseye, where she gets killed, and then she comes back, and she's she trained by the hand. Yeah. It, um, yeah, I think, I, I don't I think know how much she, of that they're going to allude to here. 
I well, I I believe that the I, she might be working for the hand right now, right? Because I know we know that the hand comes in later in the season, mm-hmm. um, and and of course Stick shows up as well, right? So I don't, I I don't I don't know if that's gonna tie in. I don't even know if she is working for the hand or she's doing something aside from the hand. Right, I'm just I'm just assuming they don't cover that in the first half of episode seven. No, <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, I'm just assuming that she is, but she might be doing something separate and, and, you know, but they could go into her backstory and be like, okay, this is why, you know, she just, this is when she trained for the hand and all this. I could see Marvel feeling like maybe Punisher is people are more ready for a Punisher show and I could see them developing a spinoff of that first. And then maybe Daredevil season three is where they could bring in Bullseye. And that's where the thing with Electra could go down and then open up for an Electra series after that. Because there was talks about whether or not Bullseye was going to be in season two of Daredevil. And to tell that story, I guess. Maybe toward the end. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him being here. I think I would think we would know by now if he was going to show up. If they were going to bring him in there at this point. They might. Maybe they'll reference I don't know, him. Maybe someone will get shot and... <laughs> Someone will get shot like right in the middle, like like, like perfectly, toward, like toward the end, shit. and that'll that'll be like allude to it being bullseye. Maybe they can get Colin Farrell back with the tattooed forehead. Ah, bullseye. Because I mean, was great. I mean, that. who shot Punisher? It's true. I no, mean, he got a, he got a shot right through the head. One shot. We can get a name drop at least of oh get me bullseye or whatever and then you don't see that you don't see him until next season or something you know so maybe punisher will go after this bullseye character maybe um, i think because, I mean, if we don't see him this season I think because it's from from what we've heard so far he he heard from a distance his family he wasn't even there when it happened he heard it happening and when he came there's just shreds of his family all over the place right right you know, unrecognizable shreds of his family. And then he gets a a single shot to the head and he almost died. And, you know, of course he pulled through. Which, uh, Karen, look, I think it was Karen, looking at the x-ray of of his skull. I thought that was really cool and it's kind of subtle foreshadowing. But guess what? Maybe he'll put this on his shirt at some time. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And, And I bet him putting the, him wearing a shirt with the skull on it will probably be emblematic of his character arc somehow, where he's like, oh, so I don't forget my family, my past, or whatever, some random thing like yeah, that. Yeah, because he, he has a, as of now, he's having problem forgetting, uh, or remembering. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's true. They remembering his like family, and so talking about it with Karen helps uh, bring back the memories and bring back his family. So maybe by the so end of the that- season, he'll be humanized enough. Uh, yeah, and and I think to in order to keep him on on the straight path, that symbol maybe will will help him remember his family and remember why he's fighting in the first place. Not gonna stop him from killing people, but no, that's why he's fighting. <laughs> right, it it helps motivate him. So maybe yeah, maybe by the end of the season, so it doesn't happen to other people. Maybe by the end of the season, he'll he'll decide. Maybe I do want to make a difference, and maybe I do want to hunt down more of these scumbags or whatever. And 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 then that'll lead into a Punisher show. I mean, I'd like I'd like to. I mean, I'll, regardless, I'll watch it. But yeah, um, anything Marvel. Yeah, you want to make you want you, just, you don't want the quality to dip down unless it's on way. ABC. I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, they've already renewed Agents of Shield for season four, and I don't know about Agent. 
Carter. I'm not sure if it's gotten renewed. I haven't heard. Um, but I mean, those sto- again, if those shows were, if those, if they, they, those stories were condensed and focused like the Netflix series, I would probably be more likely to be like, oh my god, it's a shield, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But it just feels like a watered down version of it. Uh huh. Um, so, but I mean, so far, Daredevil season two, um, enjoying it a lot. I can't really, can't really compare it to season one. At least not yet. Like I don't want to be one of those. Season one was better, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though I've heard some, I've heard some reviews that are alluding to it's not as quite as good as the first season, or, or whatever. Um, but I'm I'm gonna reserve judgment until I finish the whole season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because you know it is. It's like walking out in the middle of a movie and be like, "This is stupid." I'm like, "Well, how how did it end? Did you finish it?" I'm like, no. Well, then you can't really judge something unless you've experience it completely and that's why i don't really walk out of movies uh-huh. because it's you know you never know maybe it'll resume, maybe it could be like the usual suspects which is my experience with that movie which is it's a decent movie it was fine whatever blah blah, blah. by the end then at the end of it i was like holy fuck that movie was awesome because that twist changes the way you see it all like two hours that came before it yeah so i'm gonna hold off on what i think of daredevil season two versus season one until i'm until i'm all caught up but I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to to catching up on the rest of it. I mean, now my next thing to watch is Beast of No Nation and Pee-wee's Big Holiday for our yeah. next episode. But yeah, because on uh, Tuesday we're going to be posting um, a Netflix original motion picture uh, episode where we're going to be re- uh, talking about um, Crouching Tiger, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden the, Dragon, Hidden Sword Dragon. of Destiny. Sword of Destiny. That, that's what I was thinking. It's a long title. I was like, "What? What is it? Sword of Destiny?" <laughs> I know it's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Few, they changed it a few times. It was going to be like Green Legend or Green because the sword the sword is called the Green Destiny. Yeah, um, which was a great that, that movie. The first one was amazing, but we'll get to that. Um, and then, oh, you're gonna go ahead. You can finish. Well, and then we're gonna go to Beasts of No Nation, and then we're gonna go to Pee Wee. Uh, their Pee Wee's Big Time or big something? Big Holiday. Big Holiday. <laughs> Pee Wee's Big Time. Big it's like Pee Wee like sitting in a mansion like, yeah, Pee Wee's Big Time. Pee Wee's Big Time. <laughs> so that'll be coming up on Tuesday. Do we have any other thoughts on Daredevil Season 2? The first half at least? Um, No, I think we talked about pretty much Yeah, I think we covered everything. a lot of it. I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll have more to say down the line in a few in future episodes. We'll reference, you know, our thoughts on the remaining part of the season. But we wanted to get this up for People that were, like us, really excited to see season two and kind of get our initial feedback on the first few episodes. So um, if, if you've seen Daredevil season two, you know, let us know what you think. Um, you know, you can reach us, me on Twitter at Crooked Table. You can reach me on uh, Twitter at Freddie with a Y underscore Yanez, Y-A-N-I-Z. You can also find Crooked Table on Facebook, on YouTube. Watch some some of uh, my movie reviews. I think the mo- most recent one is still 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'm going to be trying to get another one up there as soon as possible. Normally, I would try and get them up there on Fridays, but didn't really have a chance to get anything done video-wise today since I was watching Daredevil. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll get one up there as soon as possible. Ch- keep checking back for more. Of course, visit CrookedDable.com for reviews, uh, podcasts, reviews, videos, other movie-related goodies. Um, also, check back on Tuesday. We're going to have another podcast episode as we are talking about. Um, so definitely excited to hear what you guys thought about Daredevil season two and, uh, I guess we'll catch you next time. Anything else? Nope. That's, that's it. All right. Roll credits.
This has been a production of CrookedTable.com. All rights reserved. <laughs> <laughs>